everyone knows how to play poker. Poker, poker. But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker, poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And the biggest poker festival in the world, the World Series of Poker, is underway out in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Rio. And we'll touch on that. Also, a uh, big night here uh, for the program. Uh, we've seen different podcasts uh, completely involved in this. The entire Twitter first exploded uh, over the weekend as uh, all the conversation is about the, uh, the case with Jacqueline Moscow. And Nolan Dalla basically in the center of it, uh, the uh, accusations of sexual harassment, uh, the uh, treatment of uh, Dr. Moscow for uh, by, by the Poker Night in America crew that uh, I was actually at the tournament she played in, not where this uh, exact incident occurred, but I want to hold off on this until our middle segment, so let's not get into any uh, discussion of it yet, because, of course, the World Series of Poker uh, really should be front and center. It really should, uh, and it's a shame that this story has taken a, a, a little bit of that shine off of that. Yes, it has. Uh, but we do want to talk extensively about it. Uh, certainly, we are not going to uh, entertain the entire blog posts of both uh, Dr. Moscow and Nolan Dalla, uh, as Nolan has uh, completely denied the accusations. There were a lot of other things involved, and uh, this happened about a year and a half ago, so uh, we're going back a ways, but uh, it's really kind of funny, and we'll get into a discussion of this, how people have taken sides very quickly, and uh, it's, a, it's a case where you certainly can, can do that. Yeah, and, you know, reading the blogs and reading, you know, the comments from both parties involved, Dave, you know, you, you, you're constantly like on a pendulum. You're going swinging back and forth from who you want to believe. Right, exactly. But I don't want to give that short shrift because I do want to spend some time on it, uh, and everybody's talking about it. Uh, if you're wondering why we don't have Nolan on, we've had him on the show many times. Uh, I don't believe that he is uh, uh, wants to be take the... Uh, the limelight away from the World Series of Poker is yeah. kind of a, unfortunate for him to come out just three days before uh, the World Series got underway, yeah. three or four days. Uh, and Dr. Moscow has been on several shows, and they are out there, uh, the podcast interviews and that sort of thing. So pretty easy to find. Well, it would just be a rehash. I, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's just a coincidence that this has just come out right at the start of the WSOP. No, I don't think it's coincidence. You know, especially and a lot of people might use that as a uh, way to not believe her. So uh, we'll get into some of that yeah, in a little bit. But I do want to talk about uh, World Series of Poker, which kicks off today, basically kicked off yesterday with uh, a lot of the cash games and the the daily deep stack tournaments that are a big part of the scene out there. But today was the first official tournament. And as some people might say, it's uh, probably not uh, one that people are going to look at uh, very seriously because you don't know most of the players in it. It's the Casino Employees Tournament, which is a lot of poker dealers, floor people, and people who make their living uh, working at casinos throughout the country. And in a very fine fashion, WSOP honors these people by giving them their own tournament to play. Uh, Chad Holloway, the writer, formerly of Poker News, now he's a, uh, a PR guy for the Mid-States Poker Tour. So uh, he's a good guy, and uh, he won this tournament a couple years ago, won about 85000 So it's just a 565 buy-in, and it's over rather quickly. Uh, the 
it's only a 5,000 chip starting stack, which is smaller than most of the other events. So it's something that uh, kind of kicks off the tournament very quickly, and then you'll get into the big events tomorrow with the first of six sessions for the Colossus 2. And uh, over the course of three days, we'll uh, have close to 25,000, 30,000 people playing for first a million-dollar first prize. Yeah, that, and, and, you know, that's... It's amazing to think of those numbers, Dave. Twenty-five to thirty thousand people. I mean, I couldn't believe last year's numbers, which reached twenty-two thousand and change, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And you know, I, I like the fact that they got this uh, employee uh, tournament right now because, like you said, it, it not only honors the people that are in the industry, but it has that feel-good event to it that uh, you know gets the staff and all the people who are working the the World Series of Poker out there for the seven 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 to seven and a half weeks if they're out there playing for this I, I you know i think it just puts the the, the mood and the atmosphere in, in the right in the right uh stage uh they have a new uh forum basically for people to uh, establish their chip counts it's called chip in and uh that's a brand new thing i'm just looking down the list here uh the players can report their chips for their family and friends to keep an eye on them and how they're doing and it looks like about uh, maybe about 60 to 70 percent of the of the group is actually reporting their chip counts themselves, which is pretty cool. Uh, the top I don't know if it's a coincidence, but the top four players do not. Uh, <laughs> but the leader of this employees tournament, Mike Majeris from Las Vegas, has 38,000 chips. Paul Kelly from Minnesota is second with 35,000. Jason Stern of San Jose, California, is third, 28,000. And then on down the list, uh, you have a couple of people you know that are playing, right? Yeah, very at least good, one. Very good friend of mine that I know is going. Went, you know, flew out on Monday and um, is playing in the tournament today. So, uh, good luck, George. He's, his name is George Lopez, but he's not the comedian. <laughs> uh, David Tuckman uh, has sixteen thousand chips and uh, listed in eighteenth place. He, of course, is the commentator on live streams. For the final tables out there, uh, very good uh, announcer, poker announcer, and doing a nice job. Uh, also, uh, Ty, uh, Ty uh, Stewart, the uh, executive director of the WSOP, plays every year, and he's just been knocked out. So, uh, big group of people, 726 players getting in. Bill Bruce, there's a floor guy there that uh, works a lot of big tournaments. He is playing as well. And it appears that, that Chad Holloway has already been knocked out as well. Erica Lindgren, uh who uh, is uh, married to uh, Eric Lindgren, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And her name is Erica? Yeah. Wow. And uh, I don't see other, other names. I was I don't say see I... any George Lopez here. So, uh, <laughs> George I don't know may, if he's still in there. George may have to stay to comedy. So Anyway, uh, 726 players uh, entered today, which is a nice turnout for that tournament. And then tomorrow we'll kick off the Colossus. Also, uh, before we uh, get into this uh, topic of the evening, uh, I want to talk briefly about the... Uh, Super High Roller Bowl, which we talked about extensively last week, that coverage has been fantastic. It's been, uh, it's a lot of poker. I mean, uh, it's gone, uh, started at 7 o'clock on Sunday and 8 o'clock on Monday and Tuesday, and I think they played till 3 o'clock in the morning both times. So you, it's very hard to sit there and watch seven hours of poker, but it's been an outstanding production in so many ways. It looks great. Uh, the graphics are fantastic. Uh, Phil Helmuth is on the feature table, so we're getting a lot of entertaining uh, 
commentary from him. Negranu uh, finally got knocked out, but uh, he, I think, in 24th place out of the 49. So he went about halfway down. But they are down to the final table, which uh, will start sometime uh, toward the end of our program this evening as we do the show here at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 o'clock uh, uh, Central? Mm-hmm. No, Pacific. Pacific. <laughs> yeah, out, time out in Vegas. So, uh, that will be getting underway with the final seven. We'll run down that group for you. Uh, have you seen any of it, Joe? No, I have not. Uh, you know, unless I could see it close to real time. And uh, I, I'm hoping that these people weren't Hollywooding out there and you no. know, taking their, you know. Well, they have the they have a shot clock. They basically. do have the shot clock. They on have them. Uh, you have 40 seconds to make a decision. And you have five plaques, which are each good for an extra minute if you want to toss them out. But, uh, you know, all the big names of the game are playing in this one. Uh, Jason Mercier just got uh, eliminated last night, uh, I think in ninth place. Oh, just missed the f- Yeah, just missing, missing the, final missing the money. Uh, here's the final table, by the way. Uh, chip leader is Rainer Kempe, uh, German player, 5.5 million chips. Fedor Holtz is in second, 2.19 million. Then Bryn Kinney in third place, 2.85085 million. Uh, in fourth is uh, Dan Shack at uh, 1.65 million. Matt Berkey has 1.205 million. Uh, Eric Seidel, 1.12 million. And Phil Helmuth is a short stack at 905000 So Phil, Phil made the final table. Very good. And Been very Let me ask you, you told me right before the start of our show here that you had two out of the seven players. Who were the two that you had? Fader and uh, Bryn Kenny. Nice call there, Big Dave. So I did pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't stay on top of it. The great thing about the contest was you could go back toward the end of day one and maybe change your picks because, uh, you know, Guys get knocked out early, and to give yourself a kind of a little of a second chance, I completely forgot about the tournament coming on. I didn't see the first day, didn't even remember about it till Monday. And I've seen quite a bit of it, uh, several hours of it both days, and it's been very enjoyable and fun to watch. Uh, I did TiVo it as well, so I can go back and uh, find some things. But uh, the play has been very interesting. The commentary has been spectacular. Uh, Ali Najad is uh, doing the play-by-play, and the color is Nick Shulman, who has uh, received rave reviews from all over the poker world. Everyone's saying what a great job he's doing, and uh, enjoyed his commentary as well. So it's been a it's been a, been a great broadcast. Have they posted if uh, how many people have gotten the final seven yet? You know how many no, people? No, I have not seen anything predicted? in regards to the contest. Okay. It'd be nice to know how many people actually predicted the the, the final seven. But I the mean, ramifications of, and the counts of uh, how many different possibilities to not only pick the right seven out of the 49, but then to have them in the exact order. The permutations go on and on. And it's got to be <laughs> got to be way tougher than in the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine so. But remember, with the caveat that you do get a chance to change your picks. At 21, which you can't do in, in the NCAA once you filled out your Still, bracket. I'm, I'm going to say game one is played. That's you're, you're pretty much done here. You know, I, I I think it's a lot easier to predict the final seven from 21 if you're allowed to you know reset your your lineup. Well, if you can looking for a percentage of how many people had uh, Rainer Kempe at their final table. Well, that's a, that well, well, that's a completely one, different 1. story. Percent. That's a completely different uh, story. How about Milanova this year? How many year? people how many people does that knock out? Oh, <laughs> probably every single one of <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. I'm you sure know. Of that. 
But uh, still, you know, picking Villanova to, to upset North Carolina in the final game, uh, I don't no, think... That, that wasn't that hard. What, Villanova? Yeah, I had Villanova. I don't know. I don't know if too many people <laughs> had that. Not from the beginning, probably. And it, Anyway, uh, uh, it's been great. It comes on tonight at 7 o'clock. You can pick it up on uh, CBS Sports Network. Uh, on my cable, it's channel 643 on the uh, AT&T cable in the uh, Fort Lauderdale area. But uh, did you keep that from last week? Direct TV, direct TV number? 221 on Direct TV, says Gio. <laughs> and what, uh, it was the, what was it again? The, what CBS Sports Network. I don't even know if I got that on uh I didn't have it in the on, beginning because Poker Night in America carries it all is carried on that channel. And I did not have that when it first came on, but they added it later on. And uh, it's a pretty good channel. They have some, uh, several poker things and uh, enjoying it. You also pick it up on Twitch TV. Uh, Poker Central has some uh, connections there, and uh, certainly we'll catch the end of that later on this evening and and enjoy it. So anyway, let's take our first break on the program. Uh, We'll get into our discussion of uh, what everybody's talking about, and that's uh, Jacqueline Moscow versus Nolan Dalla and the Poker Night in America team. A lot to say about this, and uh, it's tough. There's really no easy answers to this thing, but we'll talk about it when we get back. Yep. Uh, let's uh, tell you about Gulfstream Park, which is uh, continues to roll into June with their new tournament schedule, which is basically similar to what was there before. Seven nights a week at 7 p.m., they have a great poker tournament. Uh, starting units are different every night, uh, different buy-ins, different guarantees. So if you want all the exact uh, details of uh, a night that you're planning on going over there to play poker, check out the poker room or uh, give them a call at 954-457-6336. Gulfstream Park is uh, really one of the jewels of South Florida entertainment in a lot of ways. Great horse track, great racing. Uh, They are into their summer meet as far as horse racing goes. They have a great uh, casino, actually two floors of casino action, and uh, simulcasting of all different horse races around the country, uh, harness tracks and that sort of thing. So if you are looking for a gambling fix, you can find it there. If you're looking for great dining, you can find it there as well. It's throughout uh, uh, the track clubhouse and uh, even outside in the village of Gulfstream Park there are just dozens of restaurants, great places to eat and have yourself a great time. And Frankie's, if you don't want to get hot out there, uh, now that it's getting a little quite warm out here, down here in South Florida, you can bet on the horses at exactly. Frankie's. And they have Australian racing uh, related to the night, so uh, pretty much anything you want, uh, if you're so inclined, is there at Gulfstream Park. Now, as far as clubs and, and bowling alleys and stuff like that, they have those as well. Uh, great stores, uh, high-end shopping, and uh, great stuff, really. It's a, it's a great place. It's located in the southern part of Broward County, just north of the Dade-Broward line uh, on Federal Highway. 901 South Federal is the address if you want to plug that into your GPS. It's in Hallandale. And uh, very easy to get to off 95, in between 95 and the beaches. As far as the poker room goes, great action there. Nice fair game with nice people and a good time. Open Sunday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 4 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. They go round the clock 24 hours. Check out their schedule and uh, certainly invite you to head on over. It's called Gulfstream Park. It's one of the jewels of South Florida. Tell them Big Dave and Joe sent you over. This is Poker Action Live. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet. It will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean 
and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. The odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. It's tough to break into a career. Everybody wants to hire someone with experience. But how can you get experience if no one will hire you? Employers like to see that you've done the hands-on work. In the Guard, you can get paid training in your specialty. Then go out and apply those skills in the civilian world. I wouldn't be where I am today without the Guard. I'm serving my country and I'm succeeding in the National Guard. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the job skills you need for the career you always wanted in the National Guard. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here on Poker Action Line. We were talking about Daniel Negreanu, uh, in the during the break. and uh, Such an impressive guy. And I know there's people out there that don't like him. Uh, he speaks his mind. So yeah, I think he's that's very, the reason he's that very, they may not uh, like him. You know, forthcoming with his thoughts. And... Uh, but a real class act, I tell you what. He looks great in this tournament that's uh, that's been on, and the way he handles himself. Uh, he ended up losing two hands to Kathy Laney, the only woman in the field. Uh, she sucked out on him on the last uh, uh, ace on the river. Uh, she had, I think, uh, he had a pocket pair and was winning the whole hand, and uh, she uh, at the end uh, got an ace on the river. I just mentioned to you right before we came on the air again from this break that, you know, watching him for so many years, usually when he loses it's because somebody sucks out on a two or three outer on him on, on the river, and <laughs> you're just mentioning that right now. Yeah, so. I mean, he played well, and he uh, said he was proud of the way he played uh, when they interviewed him afterwards. Always a class act. I mean, I hope, really hope I get a chance to meet him this summer when I'm out at the series. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, like that was similar to the type of hand that eliminated him from the final table when he I think he was knocked out 11th. Uh, last year's main event, you know, he was winning the whole hand and with a pocket pair, and I believe somebody sucked out an ace or a higher card on, on his pair on the river. And, you know, I, I don't know. I've just seen him, and you mentioned about a classy act. My only interaction, and it wasn't a inter personal interaction, but I happened to be at the Borgata when they had a championship that he took down, I believe it was in 2004, and won a million dollars for first place. 
and we happened to be eating at the same restaurant, and our waiter was telling us, man, what a great guy. This guy just won the million dollars, and he's picking up the tab on two other tables wow. here. Wow. And, you know, just telling us what a great guy Daniel Negrano is and, and the, the nice things that he was doing there. Uh, anyway, some new things out at the World Series this year. The EQ uh, payout process uh, should handle some of the problems that they've had in the past with uh, payout lines, especially with the Colossus and, of course, the change uh, that they will get to the money on opening uh, each session. So uh, that won't cause everybody to run to the windows uh, near the beginning of day two uh, as we hit the money <laughs> and everybody starts uh, being driven out. A few other new things this year. They are allowing players to uh, wear their headphones up until the final table. In the past, uh, it's only been until uh, they reach the money uh, bubble, and uh, they've changed that. There's also this new uh, WSOP chip-in, which is a chip reporting counting tool uh, for players to uh, socialize their own chip accounts during the bracelet events. Uh, they'll be web streaming once again with Dave Tuckman and uh, Tatiana Pasalic. Uh, Kevin Mathers has been hired as the new Twitter czar, so uh, social media will be covered as well. And, of course, they expanded uh, WSOP online poker, WSOP.com, including the bracelet event, which uh, takes place late in the series. Uh, of course, qualifying to get into many things, including the main throughout the uh, series. Yeah, this is this is only the beginning right now for for this year for the next seven weeks. So besides all the satellites, more than 500 events in total, featuring over two million in guarantees. That's all the uh, WSOP.com. So invite people to get involved in that. Okay, let's get to our uh, topic, and that's of course came out. I believe it was last Thursday or Friday. Uh, there had been a little bit of a tease earlier this year, about a couple months ago, by Dr. Jacqueline Moscow, who is a cash game player that played in the uh, couple of the Poker Night in America events. And she said that she was going to expose uh, some of the things, the negative things that happened to her when she was involved in the tournament. Uh, I did see her down here in South Florida when they had the first Ladies' Night. That was in November of 2014. Preceding that, there was an event at the Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh that she played in. She said she was treated very poorly there, uh, that when she showed up, uh, producer Todd Anderson said to her, what are you doing here? Uh, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to be playing. She said she had been invited by Nolan Dalla, who was working as a consultant and, uh, and uh, production staff uh, guy there. I don't know the exact title, media director, I guess it was, of the, of the Poker Night in America staff. And... Uh, Todd said to her, uh, basically, as in, this is her uh, her claim, that Todd said to her, what, does Nolan have something for you? Have a th does he have a thing for you, was the quote that she said. Uh, she was kind of offended by that, said that was the start of the first uh, sexual harassment. Uh, also, she felt like she was just uh, treated as, an, as a non-player and uh, basically didn't like it. But she didn't say anything. She didn't want to cost herself a chance to play, so... Uh, there was a party, I guess, in Pittsburgh, and she claims that Nolan Dalla came up to her at the party. Uh, she had talked to him uh, previously and, and mentioned uh, what Todd Anderson had said to her. And uh, she said, uh, you know, Todd said that, asked me if you had a thing for me. And she says that Nolan responded, well, I do. So... She was a little nervous about that, and she said that Nolan said, well, this is something I've always wanted to do, and he leaned over and put his face in her cleavage and uh, shook his head back her. and forth, <laughs> known commonly as motorboating, 
and uh, she was terribly offended by that. And uh, she I was actually there with her boyfriend, and he was on the other side of the room, and she mentioned it to him. Uh, supposedly a bunch of people saw this. Uh, your comment, Joe, is that you haven't really heard anybody who did uh, witness this come out and, and say so. Okay, right. Now, she's claiming that she had an email from somebody else who, you know, was there from, one, who from worked the 888 poker, claiming that, you know, apologizing for whatever went on there and that no one stepped in. Now, you know, you're mentioning that boyfriend was there. You know, I, I don't know about you, Dave. You know, I don't, I don't I, you know, at my age now, somebody does that to my girlfriend or a woman that's with me, we're having a problem. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're having a big problem. And, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm not leaving it right there. You know? Well, there was some other things that happened. And, and by the way, as we get into this, I want to <clears throat> kind of let everybody know where we come from uh, as far as, uh, you know, relationships and stance. I've never been married personally. Uh, Joe is married and has three daughters, yes, so he has a, a family of women in his house. And uh, we both respect women very much. It's not something that we condone uh, doing that sort of thing. Certainly a person in uh, in some sort of position of power in the poker world, as Nolan is, uh, we find that to be abhorrent, that type of behavior. So we exactly. were not condoning that, first of all. But the question out there on Twitter is basically, who do you believe on this whole thing? Because Nolan has completely denied uh, that it happened. And uh, she also brought up several other instances of things that she was treated improperly that, you know, when they come all together within a 24-hour period, it seems kind of uh, funny whether, uh, you know, whether all those things could happen to somebody. She says that one of the crew uh, grabbed her, her rear end. Uh, at the bar, she didn't know he was part of the crew, but it turns out he was a cameraman. She said she had a conversation with Chris Hansen, who was the uh, who was the host of the show on television, and that he said to her they were having a conversation, and she said, "Well, this is a great program." And he said something about, "Well, the reason we have such a good time and we don't have any problems is we don't have any Jews in charge." Or now this like is that. a claim that she's this saying. This is her claim, uh, you know, and he uh, has denied. Well, he hasn't really come out and said yes or no, from what I've heard. Anyway, uh, people have backed him and said that uh, that's not possible that he could have said that, and it seems uh, kind of uh, surprising that someone, uh, especially uh, not knowing what the person's religion or uh, ethnicity is, to say anything something it, like it, that in it's, today's it's world. It's inconceivable that someone would say that who's. who's livelihood is on TV and, you know, making that kind of, you know, I don't know what kind of money he makes, but you're exposed out there. Why would you make a comment like that? It, it, again, people have done a lot of stupid things uh, going back. And, you know, one of the biggest things here, and again, as a father of three women, you know, three daughters that I have, I, I'd be extremely upset if somebody did that to any of my daughters. Oh, They're all adults, okay, beautiful ladies. And... You know, we've had Nolan on this show many a time. And we like him very much. And I've gone on the record as saying he's probably my favorite guest. If not the number one, he's number two of all our guests. We've had a great time. All I know is Nolan Dollar's reputation for years has been stellar. You know, we've never heard anything. Now, Nolan is closer to our age group, Dave. You know, he's in his 50s. And, you know, listen... You know, we've all we've all done things in, in 50 plus years of being on this earth that sometimes we're not very proud of. But I I've never done anything, and I and I, knowing you for so many years, Dave, never I don't figure you've ever done anything that would embarrass 
and and you know stain your reputation to that point of where you know you're doing something so improper as doing that right. to somebody. You know. Well, as it, as it turned out, she did play the program in Pittsburgh, and I guess had a couple of hands with she played very poorly and was concerned about how she would be portrayed on the program. Uh, she didn't say anything, and she was uh, invited by Nola, according, Nolan, according to her, to attend the Florida shows, which I was at, and uh, I saw her there. I didn't know her. I didn't get a chance to talk to her or anything, but uh, she played in, the, in that tournament as well. She said that she was treated badly there as well by Todd Anderson, who... Uh, who didn't really want her on the program. She said she was not feeling comfortable with the way she was being treated by anybody. But she didn't say anything until uh, uh, after the second Florida Ladies' Night, which was this past December. Uh, she actually uh, s- s- decided in her own mind that she was finally going to bring up what happened to her over a year before, uh, closer to a year and a half before that. Now, uh, there are a couple other things you need to know. Uh, there were some discussions between her and the Poker Room or Poker Night in America management, uh, Rush Street Productions, in, in, uh, where she asked for some kind of compensation. Supposedly, they say they offered her a couple of buy-ins, $5,000 buy-ins, and to pay for her uh, her transportation. Uh, she says originally she had been offered $20,000, but her response to the $15,000 offer was that it wasn't enough. She wanted 100000 according to uh, the Poker Night in America people who uh, sent out a, uh, a statement over this. So there has been some sort of, uh, I don't want to say extortion attempt, but uh, you know, certainly is not too far out of that realm of possibility that she looked for some compensation money-wise, which leads a lot of people to believe that she made the whole thing up to try to make some money or to further her reputation. Now, I have read uh, very closely and listened to her on some talk shows, and I've kind of flip-flopped on this whole thing. Uh, I, I like Nolan Dalla very much. I've had him on the program, and as you mentioned, he's been a great guest. I've talked to him personally many, many times. Uh, respect the hell out of his writing. agree with uh, his political views on many, many things, and I have the utmost respect for him going in. Uh, when I read her story, uh, it seemed very heartfelt and well-written uh, and honest, and I started to lean on her side that, that I believe that probably this is what happened. Now, if the company is involved in talking compensation to her financially, obviously they want this whole thing to go away, and that's understandable, but if it was completely made up and they just... Uh, didn't want to even take any steps to acknowledge it, why would they offer any sort of money whatsoever? Why? Because the negative publicity could kill the show. Right. You understand? Even no matter how untrue, you know, you know, if, if she keeps harping that song, by the time they can clear their name and clear, and, and clear Nolan's name, it, the damage could have already been done. Right. So maybe there's a preemptive, you know, let's pay you off to just shut you up. And, and it was a small amount. You know, my, my thinking here is... If if something very serious had taken place, you know, obviously I think uh, a lot of a larger amount would have been offered by the company. This is more of a nuisance type thing of where, hey, take this and just go away, sign sign a <laughs> a waiver that you're not going to talk about this, and she refused to do that. Now whether the, whether that's her playing poker with them in a sense of hey. You know, I think I can get you to ante up a lot more money into the pot, uh, you know, because you're obviously offering me a, a number now. And the company 
went in the other direction, right? They right. started to discredit her a little bit right. and, and went in that direction. Uh, you know, again, just going over the last few days reading some of this, you know, Nolan is no longer involved with Poker Night in America, if I'm not mistaken. You know, again, father of of girls here, I, I don't understand why this takes so long to come out into the open. Um, you know, a lot of coincidence that it's coming out right now, right before the WSOP, which Nolan has had, you know, years and years of being with them. There's so much here that I find it. My biggest problem is I find it very hard that that a claim was made that he did this in front of a lot of people, and it's got to be a hell of a conspiracy that no one has come out and said that's exactly what happened. I was there. I saw it. That's exactly what happened. Sooner or later, somebody gets very upset because they think somebody has abused their power, overstepped their line, you know, boundaries. And this is the first that we're, that the general public is hearing about this. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, heard, I've read a couple of good articles. I want to bring those up. But uh, uh, I do want to mention uh, the statement from Nolan Dollar, which is very extensive. You can find it on Poker Fraud Alert, uh, which is kind of a 2 plus 2 type blog. And uh, Nolan wrote a very long uh, response, uh, kind of... Uh, refuting all the different accusations. Uh, probably the, let me read one paragraph that I think uh, kind of sums up his thoughts. He says, I have pretty good recall of my most embarrassing moments, and like anyone who goes through life, I've had a few. Okay, more than a few. But the horrific allegations made by Miss Moscow are so ludicrous and out of character for, for me that, frankly, I'm not sure exactly how to address them. First, I've never heard the term motorboarding before. Of course, he <laughs> meant motorboating, but uh, it never heard the term, supposedly. Uh, with all due respect to Ms. Moscow, there's nothing I find the least bit attractive about her, and to allege I made some physical advance at her in a very public place is something that I completely deny. Sadly, I can't prove that it didn't happen, but I can stand by my 25 years in poker and my experience with hundreds of female poker players, perhaps thousands over the years, which has always been conducted professionally. That is his response, of course, seven pages worth of uh, individual things on, on his feeling. He exposes some of the emails that were sent back and forth. Um, the statement uh, by uh, Rush Productions that uh, she tr basically tried to extort them for six figures uh, is, uh, you know, he said, she said, basically. Yeah, and, and remember, you know, you're, you're, you're looking to obviously tar tarnish, trying to get some money, but, you know... <laughs> Trying to tarnish uh, Nolan Dollar's reputation. The man has a family. There's a lot here. And granted, if, if this all occurred, you know, she has, you know, the green light to go after him, go after Poker Night in America, and get what she deserves for being treated this way. But, you know, there, there, I, I, again, the thing I can't wrap my head around is so many people there and no one has stepped up. You know, and, you know, like you said, the poker world is starting to, you know, draw sides as to who they want to believe in this incident. And, again, Nolan Dollar has been involved in this for so many years. And, you know, if he's mistreated women in the past, said inappropriate things, 
don't you think now would be the time that people would be coming out? You know, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, ten years ago Nolan did this, Nolan did right. that. Right. We're, you know, we're, we're we're looking at the poker version of Bill Cosby's uh, accusations of of you know uh, sexually abusing and drugging women that you didn't hear for thirty, forty years, and now they've come out of the woodworks. You know. And and there's so many of them that it's hard not to believe that he didn't do all these things. What's hard to believe is that it's taken so long for this to occur. And, you know, that's what I'm waiting on here. That's what I'm waiting on because I can't believe this is one night of of him behaving badly, having too much to drink, whatever the case may be, whatever you want to put on it. How You know, somebody else has now got a stage to come up and say, yes, he's done this to me. You know, he... He made inappropriate comments or, you know, touched me inappropriately. I'm waiting to see if any of that comes comes shaken out of the trees. Well, the uh, the reaction is, is runs the gamut. And what really surprised me at first was that almost every woman poker player that posted on Twitter immediately backed her and uh, felt like this is probably something that happened. Some who knew Nolan very well, uh, maybe had some interaction with him before, or read some of the things he's written or posted on his blog. And uh, their reaction was completely, uh, these are the kind of things that happen on the show, and, uh, you know, they completely believed her. Uh, The basic men in the poker world, while kind of, you know, there was a lot of reactions across the board, including some big-name players like Chris Moneymaker and Justin Bonomo and some of those that backed uh, Dr. Moscow. Uh, but there was also the basic poker uh, uh, lowlifes that came out and said immediately, she's lying, this is a bunch of crap, and uh, you know we don't believe a word of it. So there's, uh, that's out there, you know, all these problems that people are taking both sides of the story. I did want to mention here... Uh, one fellow that wrote on one blog that I thought kind of uh, laid it down pretty good. Uh, i read a couple of quotes out of this uh, post that he made. He says that she played the racist, sexist, religious discrimination card because of what went down. Uh, perhaps something was said by someone on the production team or she heard stories in the past and just decided to roll with them. Her story likely contained some facts and mostly over-exaggerations of what went on. When a female sits with a table full of guys who drop guy humor, a female could take it personally where they don't feel disgusted not to be there if the conversation goes too far. In the end, she probably is just really bitter about how the show would make her come off and the fact they didn't want her on it anymore. If it worked out where she became a regular, then perhaps this story with all its half-truths, half-truths, and lies never comes to light. I do think somewhere along the way she felt she had a case to hold on to something uh, against the show to extort money from them or for whatever really happened, but her claims are so wild, and I'm not sure anyone out there will believe anything she's saying to be truthful. Yeah, David, right now it's a he said, she said, because no one has stepped up on either side in an essence of saying, hey, that's a lie. I was there. I, didn't, I, you know, I, you know, I saw Nolan all night. He didn't do this. Or, yes, I was there, and I saw him do this. You know, And, again, until some other people step up, and say, you know, put this here. Now, listen, being involved in the poker world, we know that, you know, let's, if I'm not mistaken, last year's women involvement in, in the main event was about 3% of the total field. So I can understand how women feel a little, you know, pigeonholed and they don't want to be the ones, uh, you know, shaking the tree and making allegations because they, they, they feel they'll, they'll be targeted and everything else, which is disgusting if that, you know, if that's the case. 
You understand? And but you know, when something is wrong, you have to stand up and and you know, let the whole world know. Yeah. Well, courage uh, for rape victims and uh, harassment victims certainly is important in this world. Yeah. And does this the to- uh, poker is just the mere tip of the iceberg? I mean, this happens throughout society. Exactly. Uh, you know, we do have the men versus women thing in poker that uh, we abhor because uh, we love to have more women play the game. It certainly is uh, makes the game better and uh, in- improves all aspects of the game of poker, including uh, an increased audience out there and participation that can do nothing but help the game. Yeah, let me tell you. So, And being involved for being almost a poker room manager for 20 years, I've seen some behavior that I've actually thrown people out of. I've gotten in their face and told them, you know, how would you like me to talk to your mother, your wife, your daughter, your, your, you know, any female in your family, the way you're speaking here. I didn't put up with that in my poker room. Well, now, it occurred because... People are going to be complete idiots and do what do what they say. Now it takes a you know it takes a strong staff to put an end to it and get them out of there because you know it's not right that that any female or any player should feel uncomfortable because some idiot on uh, on the table is making racist or sexual comments. So I'm sure you had to keep an eye on that at all times uh, in your poker room when you were a manager. Let me ask you this though: Were you ever accused of doing anything? With anybody at your staff, which you felt uh, someone took something the wrong way and is, uh, was unjustified and really put you in a bad position, no, it wasn't your fault? Well, put it this way. Um, when we first reopened the poker room in the back, that this is right before they opened up all the stakes here, that we went back to the crystal card room, the original crystal card room. I had to let somebody go. And then she made allegations that, against four of us, okay, uh, which the company researched and found nothing because her reputation was what it was, okay? She just wanted a, a different schedule. At that time, I handled food and beverage. Couldn't do that. The job went to somebody else. They didn't want to do this. So she claimed not only myself, my assistant, and actually three, three supervisors uh, all made sexual advances at her. Okay, so yes, I've been I've been on that on that end of it. Uh, um, nobody, you know, company did this. We interviewed, you know, waitresses. We interviewed dealers. People that she claimed all saw this. Not one of them came forward. Um, on my particular case, I know it wasn't true. I know my assistant, knowing that the the character that he had, I knew that wasn't true. I hired the staff, so I didn't believe any of them there. Now I'm going to tell you this. After that. You know, human resource made us do a sexual awareness thing because of the lawyers. You know, she tried to get lawyers involved. And as, like I said, nothing became of this, okay? Um, I've grown up in an era, Dave, where, you know, I heard women talk, you know, men talking to women. And I, I, I've been, I'm married 32 years, and in front of my wife, I will say sweetheart to somebody, whether it's an older, older woman or a younger girl, I say, oh, thank you, sweetheart. That's very nice of you when something is being done for me. That's the only part of where, and people who knew this uh, at my job know that I was never meant as a sexual comment and trying to be cute with anybody. It's just I say that to the toll collectors, <laughs> you know, you're welcome, sweetheart. I say that all the time, including in front of my wife. So... Yeah, you know, if it's sensitive and if, if I've offended anybody, I would always apologize. Thank God to this day, I think I've only had one woman tell me, oh, you know, I don't like to be, 
But on the flip side, Dave, I've had women who've asked to give me a hug and a kiss, older ladies, because I'll give you the one comment that almost broke my heart was a, an older lady said, she, she stopped and I thought, oh, I'm sorry, did I say something wrong to you? And she goes, no. She goes, I just haven't been called sweetheart by anybody uh, since my husband died. So, again, I take that for myself. That's how it's been with me. I may have said some things like that, but never with an intent for it to be sexual. Well, I want to relate a story that happened to me because uh, earlier in my uh, employment career, uh, I was dismissed from a job for something I said uh, in the early part of the job, and I was uh, I was under some sort of probationary period in the first place uh, working at this job. It was a job I, I really cared for. I was at a golf course uh, booking tournaments and uh, memberships and that sort of thing. There was a woman who worked in the pro shop there. Uh, you know, I wasn't anybody that I was particularly interested in, but she was uh, an employee, and she always wore very conservative-type clothing. One day she came in, and she had a low-cut dress on. And one of the uh, players who worked as a, as a starter out there made a comment, uh, you know, he always teased her anyway, but he said something, and I was standing there, and he said to me, uh, hey, Dave, what do, you, what do you think of that dress, huh? <laughs> and just flippantly off the top of my head, I said, yeah, she's got that cleavage thing going on. And I, you know, it was a joke. We were all joking around, and she was completely offended, went to management, and I was end up getting dismissed from the job because I was supposedly on a probationary period, and that they couldn't take a chance at sexual harassment. Now, I felt like I completely got screwed because it was just a, a flippant comment that I didn't touch her, I didn't threaten her or anything, but she took it wrong, and I apologized profusely to her, and they ended up calling me back in and, and letting me go from the job, which, which was terrible. So that's the other side of the coin, thinking about Nolan, that if he's accused of something, maybe something happened, Maybe he said something, uh, you know, I don't know if he touched her or, uh, you know, maybe someone was drunk and did something. But even the slightest thing can, can turn into an absolute disaster. And for a guy who has done a tremendous job for 25 years and has the respect of everybody in the business, this would just be something horrible. It, it really would. And, again, you know, putting your face in a woman's cleavage and, and motorboating them, that that to that's me wrong. that that that, that is you, wrong. You've you've crossed the line. You may not be able to come back from. Right. Okay, making certain comments sometimes is that, but made in a sense of a joke and everything else. And, and you know maybe we need to change a little bit in society. You know, as as men, you know, and as you said, to to stain his reputation of so many years. Okay, um, I find that hard. Again. If he's if he is guilty of these things, then you know he's going to have to pay the price, right. as everybody else has 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 had to do before him. But you know, I, I don't want to put him on. You know, I don't want to I don't want to tie him to the stakes and burn him at the stakes because one person's made a comment that we have yet to have people back it up. You know, with with proof. You know, listen. If I get 20 women all of a sudden in the next few weeks coming out going, yeah, Nolan said this to me five years ago, Nolan did that to me ten years ago, and this turns into Bill the Cosby. poker, turns into the poker <laughs> version of Bill Cosby, you know, 
it's kind of hard to say, well, you know, a conspiracy is going on. You know, it's kind of hard when 80 women come out like with Bill Cosby. It's, you know, I don't know what the large number is. And all of a sudden start saying this. It's, it, I just can't assume, uh, you know, assume that it's a conspiracy going on. It's just been a very good cover-up up, up until this point. And until something like that happens, Dave, you know, I think the truth kind of lies in the middle between the allegations exactly. that the doctor has made and the denials that Nolan has made. I'm, I'm sure something inappropriate to what level we don't know. And, you know, Dr. Moscow may have taken it to an extreme level. And, you know, this is just getting started, I, would, I believe. This is just yeah, getting started. Right. This is no longer, you can't hide this under a rock anymore now. You know, it's out there. People are commenting on it. People are taking sides. So guess what? We're, we're going to have to come to a conclusion on, on this situation at one time or another. Well, as I mentioned, when I read her uh, comments, I believed her at first. Uh, then I read Nolan's rebuttal, and I believed him instead. Um, it's gone back and forth. There's been a lot of evidence and, and stuff and things that have come out, and I still don't know really which side I'm on. Uh, I, I don't know if you have to take sides, but uh, certainly things fall sometimes in the middle somewhere. But I did want to read uh, uh, part of an article here that's posted because it, it was posted on Poker Women's News, which is a site. Uh, Rachel Krantz is a writer. She's a player in uh, – uh, reporter and that sort of thing, and she kind of uh, comes pretty close to, to to how I feel. I want to read this real quickly. She says, "Here's the deal. I've known Nolan Dollar for many years. He's always been amazing to me, supportive, helpful, respectful. In a world that is often hostile to women players, especially older women who aren't conventionally hot, that's been a gift I valued beyond measure." So when I first read the accusations of Dr. Jacqueline Moscow, I didn't believe them. More importantly, I didn't want to believe them. I didn't want to believe that a good, kind, respectful man that I had known was capable of such bad behavior. As more facts have emerged, particularly texts apologizing to Dr. Moscow for the unacceptable events that seem to have happened at the bar, I've had to accept that something happened that shouldn't have happened, that Nolan did something I would consider wrong. I've also had to come to terms with how deeply I don't want that to be true and how my way of making it not true was to do all the things I spent my adult life criticizing in others, refusing to believe the woman's story, finding reasons to dismiss her as a liar, a manipulator, a user, criticizing the use of her sexuality, that picture of her with a cleavage, wondering why she'd used her mistreatment as a bargaining chip to better her position in the poker world, and also looking for any reason I could find not to believe her story. But now I do believe her, at least enough to know that Nolan did something wrong enough to, marry, to merit Chris Capra's texts, and these are texts that she mentions that apologize to... <clears throat> Dr. Moscow about her to treatment there, it, not specifically identifying what happened, but uh, reference, referencing it, uh, you know, uh, quite clearly. Uh, Nolan himself has said that he's innocent. He's chosen to call his accuser batshit crazy and insist that she was lying. And oh, how much I wanted to agree. And she goes on to talk about it, but says, uh, you know, silence isn't neutral, and that there's that people need to uh, talk about these things, as you mentioned earlier, Joe. And uh, she says, as a supporter of women's rights, I can't stay silent until some mythical time when, quote, all the facts are in, because it's not clear that we'll ever know more than we know now. Nolan has spoken his piece. Dr. Moscow has spoken hers. We've got the texts and emails. We're unlikely to get much more. Well, we do have to know more, Dave. We do. 
We can't. Well, if, it goes, the legal, if it goes the legal route, we certainly will. Yeah, and you know what? You know, uh, I know that she says you know you don't want to weigh because you definitely want to weigh in on this, and you know she was very passionate in her response there that you know on her praise of Nolan Dallas, how he's treated her in the past, and yet I agree with her. Something occurred there. They were at a bar. Could this have been an alcohol-related scenario where someone said something a little inappropriate because, you know, alcohol was involved outside of your character? Again, there's so much more that, you know, I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a person who, if, if, if Nolan really stepped out, you know, over that line of decency and, and mistreated a woman like this, then he deserve you know he he needs to be punished and and deserves to pay the price for it, but let's not hang the man right now without all the facts being in, and if all the facts that, you know like she said we may not know the whole truth, but if we're going to condemn this man, we need to know a little bit more, you know we need to have a little bit more proof of what's actually occurred there, you know. Uh, again, uh, as uh, if I was an attorney, I'd just be saying, how did, how did such a large group of people, as they claim that this occurred in front of, that somebody has not stepped forward and said, yeah, you know, he acted so badly, you know, inappropriate. It hasn't come out yet. If that comes out, you know, for or against him, then you know, then I, I think those lines start changing as to where people are because, right. like you said, you read her comments, you kind of started swaying towards him. Then now, now you're hearing the other side. Okay, you start swaying back to Nolan. Like I said, he's been a wonderful guest on our show. I've enjoyed the hell out of him. He's a completely respected man for all the years that he was on the WSOP. And again, maybe it's like 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 she said. Hard to believe. Sometimes you don't want to believe your heroes or people that you're well respected in an industry that did someone that you really like, you know, have flaws. And I don't know, Dave. I, I, I at this moment I can't make a decision whether I believe the doctor or I believe Nolan. I'm going to, uh, you know, err on the side of believing Nolan until I see more proof. Because listen. Allegations have been made in the past, and then all of a sudden, after you know people are scrutinized on this, all of a sudden they back off of that. And allegations have been made in the past where they've been proven to be true. So now, okay, you want to accuse this man whose reputation you know has has been outstanding for so many years? Give me some proof. Okay, well, I know you want to err on that side, and I, I kind of would like to be in that camp. I, I want to finish out her couple of comments that she finishes with, which are very good. She says, uh, <clears throat> she said it's, it's still bad for every woman out there to have an environment where that kind of behavior can happen. Uh, a bad response to harassment doesn't mean the harassment didn't happen. And I find the text persuasive evidence that she did, that it did. Uh, she said it hurts all of us, uh, whether you're a man or a woman, and it hurts you, too, because it, it diminishes all of us to have two classes of citizens with unequal rights. She says, Nolan, if I'm wrong, I look forward to apologizing profusely. And if you are wrong, I look forward to your coming forward with all the courage and heart and righteousness that I have always known in you. Because I honestly think that would move our world forward in an extraordinary way. 
Meanwhile, in this game of imperfect information, in this discussion and in the game of poker, I stand with Dr. Moscow and those who have come forward in her support. This is how the world changes. Lots of tiny steps, then one big leap. I just wish it didn't hurt so much in the process. Yeah, that's because she obviously likes Nolan, as I do, <laughs> from from our experiences here. And I I don't want this to be true. Yeah. I honestly don't want this to be true. And once again, if it is, you know, just like I would say it against anybody, they need to step up and say something. And listen, not just the women, the men who were there and saw this need to step up. Absolutely. You know, this is not a good old boys club anymore. You know, we don't live in that in, in, in that generation anymore, and we shouldn't have to. And women shouldn't have to be put through this. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I need somebody to step up there and tell me, hey, listen, he really stepped over the line. He was very inappropriate. Okay. We're running out of time here on the program. I want to take one more break. I want a couple of comments from you on the ramifications for the game. Uh, obviously, this is just one instance. But it affects a huge portion of the game and, and the future. So I want you to uh, think about that for a second. We'll finish up when we come back. But let's finish uh, telling you about Gulfstream Park because uh, a lot of great things going on out there. We mentioned the big horse race coming up next January, the Pegasus Cup, which should be very interesting. Uh, the newest thing to come out of uh, uh, Gulfstream Park, and this is not owned by the track itself or by uh, Magna Corporation, but in the village of Gulfstream Park, they are starting... Uh, the construction and the opening soon of a new karaoke concept called uh, Plug-In. It's uh, a, a Israeli-based karaoke company, and it'll be the first location in the U.S., but the venue is a $2.5 million venue called Plug-In, which will o- occupy the spot formerly occupied by uh, Playwright, uh, Playwright's Pub, which uh, actually did some uh, advertising on the program before. It's on the second floor across from the uh, the grandstand and out in the village of Gulfstream Park. 18 private karaoke rooms will have a music list of more than 50,000 songs, can host up to 200 parties, of t- up to 200, and uh, sounds like something very interesting that uh, creates another attraction here at uh, one of the great places in South Florida. Yeah, let me tell you, you know, karaoke night is great all over America that people go crazy for, so having all these new little bells and whistles to it I think is going to be a tremendous Success. Special effects, lit up floors, live music videos playing on screens, 18 private karaoke rooms. Should be very interesting. Uh, it's in the early stages of construction right now. Work is expected to comp- be completed for an opening by year's end. But that's part of the uh, Gulfstream experience. Uh, also, the poker room is uh, the place we like to go. Great room run by Scott Poole over there. And uh, action throughout the day beginning at 10 a.m. during the week, of course, 24 hours on the weekend. And it's located at uh, 901 South Federal Highway, very easy to find, very easy to get to here in South Florida. Uh, if you want any information about the poker room and what's going on over there, give them a call, 954-457-6336. That's 954-457-6336. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. <laughs> this is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. 
You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. And if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back. Love being on the show because it usually meant. So we did something absolutely amazing. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com. Listen, the World Series is unlike any other event in poker. It's comparable to any other event in, in a major sport where the atmosphere is just hundreds of, you know, hundreds and thousands of people just who are love poker and love to be there and love to play and love the game and you're surrounded by it for six weeks now six weeks is tough is tough to do not everyone can travel there for six weeks not everyone can necessarily afford to be there for six weeks or want to be there for six weeks but i definitely encourage people to go there and experience what it's like it's hard to explain there's nothing like it it's so fun it's a room i watch people walk in the world series room all the time who have clearly never been there before, and they just stop at the entrance for about 30 seconds and just take a look at the room because they're so astonished at the enormity of the room. That's our friend Chris Bolick. Of course, we wish uh, Chris the best of luck uh, as he's out there this summer, and uh, hopefully he'll get a chance. I'm headed out there for the main event later in the summer. Uh, July 10th is my uh, travel date out to Vegas, and uh, we'll be report- reporting from out there, possibly even doing the program uh, live from out there or, uh, you know, one of our uh, remote broadcasts that we've done in the past. Uh, Super High Roller gets underway at 7 p.m. Wednesday night uh, for the final table of seven. Rainer Kempe is the chip leader. Fader Holtz is in second. And everyone else uh, running behind. Bryn Kenny still alive. Eric Seidel, Phil Helmuth. Also uh, rounding out the table, Matt Berkey, Dan Shack. So that should be very interesting as they close things out for a tremendous tournament with uh, some tremendous TV coverage. Uh, looking at the uh, employees event, uh, a fellow from Miami has taken the chip lead, Richard Gladman. I don't know where he works or uh, where he's from, but he is now the chip leader with 84,000 chips, uh, quite a ways ahead of the second place uh, 
contestant uh, Daniel Ellery from Las Vegas, who has 44,000 and on back uh, throughout the group. So we'll keep an eye on that. We'll report on some of the early events. The Colossus starts tomorrow at, at uh, I believe, 10 a.m. Uh, is, uh, is the start time tomorrow. They'll go at 10 and 4 out at Vegas time, and uh, we'll, of course, have all the results from the Colossus next week and some of the other early events. Let's close the show here uh, on our discussion about this uh, situation, uh, not just between Nolan Dalla and Dr. Moscow, but uh, her and the entire uh, Poker Night in America staff. What are the ramifications, Joe, for the game? Well, listen, the, the game the game wants to go corporate, wants to get sponsorship, right? That, that's been the goal for the longest time, and let me tell you something. This can't help. This is a situation that has to be taken care of, has to be out in the open, you know, I can't see I can't see corporate people having this type of uh, situation hanging over over the head of of poker with someone as respected as Nolan Dollar. So hopefully the WSOP the seven weeks, you know, obviously it's just the feel good time of, of of poker takes over this. But now that this has just completely been blown wide open, we have to come to a conclusion. And I think that if this is left again where people are divided as to who's who's right, who's wrong, and there isn't a, a, a concrete evidence one way or the other to, to, to finish this off and come to a conclusion, this can't be good for poker. Yeah, well, I don't think we're going to get an answer anytime soon. Uh, certainly Nolan has moved on. He's already posted uh, some stuff on his blog about getting into another year of the World Series of Poker and how much excitement there is. and. And, you know, briefly referenced uh, this incident, but, uh, you know, obviously he's had to move on. He has he so much to. work ahead of him. Uh, you know, whether we get an admission of guilt from him uh, or he continues to deny and she somehow comes out that she made the whole thing up. I don't know which way this is going to turn. I don't think we're going to – I think we're just going to have to guess for quite a long time. But uh, certainly if it's another case of women being mistreated by men in the game of poker and driving them away from it, or if someone uh, uses the game to try to further themselves personally and financially, uh, you're right. It can't, none, of, none of this can be good for the game. And, uh, you know, you don't want to sweep things under the rug, but uh, you would like to see it go away. Yeah, you definitely want this to go away. But like you said, it has to go away in a good way, Dave. It has to go away by either coming to the conclusion that Nolan was guilty or that the doctor was, you know, had other issues that she wanted to address, had, had another agenda in mind when she made these allegations. Uh, and again, we have the, 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 the email of someone apologizing for something that went on. My guess is, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, something happened. To what extent and to what level, that's what we need to know. Okay? Is it something very minor that was completely blown up, you know, that, that an apology should have been enough, or was it something so inappropriate that we need to have these these you know this discussion of our show being on it all the whole show? Well, everybody knows how we feel now. Uh, certainly, uh, there's lots of room on both sides of the issue that uh, you know people are going to feel one way or another, and uh, certainly the way you've been treated personally in the in the past is going to is going to reflect on that. There's no question about that. Uh, certainly, I hope uh, you know the best for Nolan. I I, I, I think he's a tremendous guy. Does a tremendous job. I uh, don't agree with everything he says or does, but uh, 
you know, I think for the most part he's been a real credit to the game, and I hope he comes out of this okay. Uh, we are headed for the series tomorrow, beginning with the Colossus. Joe and I have our little contest that we will be matching up our picks, just to run those down for you real quickly. Here's Joe's team, Jason Mercier, Joseph Chong, Daniel Negranu, Brian Rast, Daryl Fish, David Paredes, Joe Searock, Steve Carp, Matt Waxman, and Rep Porter. Very good, solid team of a lot of uh, highly respected players. Uh, I went a little bit younger and maybe a little less known. I went with Fader Holtz, Ari Engel, Anthony Gregg, Mike Watson, Mike Gorodinsky, Kane Callis, Eddie Sabat, Jeff Madsen, Brian Hastings, and Joe Ebanks. So we'll be following them and cheering for our guys as we go along. Uh, seven weeks kicking off today, and uh, look forward to uh, a lot of great stuff. That's going to do it for the show, though. Uh, Joe, thank you for all your thoughts. Uh, tough issue, and I uh, hope people enjoyed our points of view, and uh, let us know what and, you think. And guess what? We'll address this in the future I'm as sure more comes out. I'm sure we will. Drop me a line at uh, Big Dave at PokerActionLine.com. If you're interested in letting us know how you feel about the show or, or this particular issue, Gio, thank you for all your help and all your work on the show as normal. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing everybody next week as we work on some guests as we head into the summer. Good luck to everybody out in Las Vegas at the World Series of Poker at the Rio. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.